generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Now, a very, very exciting and interesting topic this week, Mikey, because I put it out there to the Instagram followers and I wanted to know what is getting in the way of your financial success. Mm. And this is why we've used you don't know because people are acting like they don't know when really they do know. Yeah. But the the answers that I got were very, very interesting. And I wanted to read some of these to you, and I hope that we could discuss some of them. We can. I just quickly, um, it is a proven fact that if you only listen to 50 Cent, you will do better. Wow, yeah. I like it. So just get them on repeat. That's just a stat. Just get that shit on repeat and just get fired up and be like, shit, it's get rich or die trying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the 50 Cent song has been popular to get us going. But remember that everyone's going to have a different version of what financial success means to them, right? So this is where this gets a little bit different because I didn't mm. uh, difficult because I didn't ask people what is financial success. I just asked them what's getting in the way. Now from the top, someone says not being able to move overseas for double the money because of my children. I'm just going to have to be real careful because okay, disclaimer or spoiler alert. 80% of these are about people's children. Are they? Yes. Oh, so the kids are the ones that hold them back. Yeah. Don't have kids then. Jeez, <sighs> you're too practical, Mikey. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble, eh? <laughs> we are. I mean, we are, because people are going to be like, you guys don't understand you don't have kids. Now, I get it. Like, I get what people are saying, but here's a couple of things that I learned. Uh, I don't even know who taught me this, but they said to me, boy, if you have fucking children, you better never use them as your excuse for anything. Mm. I'm like, whoa, hang on, man. Like, calm down. A, I don't have kids. And okay, just... But they said, because do you want your kids to grow up and learn that that's the excuse? And let's not even use the word excuse. Let's just say that you said the reason that you couldn't do things or you could do that was because of your children. Do you want them to grow up and learn that? They wouldn't feel that nice if you are the kid if you heard that, eh? Yeah. And like, you have to be very careful when you... And so I'm like, okay. So I know that these people saying this stuff, they're not being mean. They're not saying, okay, my fucking kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's just literally, mm. this is literally the hurdle or the barrier that I can't seem to, to, to get through. When people that don't have children will be like, well then, why did you have kids? Or you chose to have them, so, you know, because that's coming from an angle of taking ownership and whatnot. So 
we're not trying to offend anyone here and we'll just make that <laughs> but I know that we will yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so today on Keep the Change Parenting 101 let's dig yeah. into it <laughs> from t- two lads that don't have children <laughs> we'd like to tell you you're full of excuses and get after it you know my sister has a child for instance and I know she'll be listening and I see how crazy her life is and how much of a difference it is and I think from what I've learned from a number of people that have children is they severely underestimate how life changing it is and how it's literally a full time job and now I'm very sh- big with clients when I speak to them and I ask them about their children I'll always make a point to say to them like fuck that's a full time job and they all love it when you say that because they're <laughs> like yeah it is dickhead yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyway this one's not being able to move overseas for double the money because of my children okay we're not here to provide the solutions for all these otherwise we'll be here forever right but um, like why, why not why can you not move your child like I, I just I don't understand yeah I don't know the next one is pregnancy. So pregnancy is stopping someone getting in the way of their financial success. Mm-hmm. The next one is my pet with anxiety. Your pet's got anxiety. What do you do to it? <laughs> <laughs> they really are like children. Oh, I mean, jeepers, creepers. I've heard that cats can, can get anxiety. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know how who did that study to figure that out. But <laughs> seriously, okay. I would just say as well that if you're really clear on a financial goal, you need to work out whether a pet fits into that financial goal and at what stage the pet comes. Now, mm. what I mean by this is that I love cats and dogs, right? But when I was trying to start a business, get it going, and I knew that it required heaps of energy, one of the worst things I would do... Wrong season, man. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. is roll a dog into it and be like, oh, this is great. And yeah. I actually had a client where he was getting a business going and he's like, oh, we've just got a puppy and fuck, man, this thing takes so much time. I said, mate, can you just repeat that to me? I said, well, didn't you just say you were lacking time in your business? Yeah. And to his credit, rightly or wrongly, he's like, the dog's got to go. Whoa. Yeah, and he got rid of the dog. Like, it, they took it to another home, right? And yeah. They, and so they still keep in touch with the dog, but he's like, man, that's one of the hardest things I've had to do in business because I had to look my son in the eye and be like, sorry, mate, like, oh, Bobby or whatever it's the yeah. dog's name is, <laughs> Poppy is, is bloody off to live somewhere else. Yeah. But be careful when you insert pets into your life because mm. like Mikey says, it's around uh, the season. Someone says school is getting in the way of their financial <laughs> progress. Yeah, but probably the cost of and the <laughs> lack of education. They're sorry <laughs> to the teachers. Sorry, I'm, I'm mugging off. Um, my breastfeeding baby, so we're back to children. Breastfeeding baby is uh, yeah, is, is a barrier. Childcare costing me most of what I earn and only open certain hours. Yeah, I, it is expensive, man. Like I, yeah. get, I get loan applications all the time, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if there's a couple of kids in the mix, it's quite common to see, like, you know, 50 grand a year in daycare wow. costs. Yeah. See, I'm a big proponent of um, exploring getting an, a nanny or a part-timer or, like, a doing some learning from home and stuff, eh? Not, you know, like, with the with the, that yeah. person. I mean, I don't know what, how the numbers stack up versus childcare, but... Yeah, it's... Yeah. It is expensive. Big, so many people talk cost. about this. Yeah. And they'll yeah. be like, should I go to work or should I stay home? And or then, should you start a daycare? Wow, geez, you think different. I like it, mate. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, someone says, my new addiction to renovations. So Yeah, that'll that, stop you. <laughs> yeah, surely that should then create money at some stage. You uh, so. Someone says, time for money is a killer. Smart. This is the first one where I'm like, whoa, mm. there's a principle in here. They're really realizing that time for money may not get them to their mm. ideal outcome because they need to start thinking about pricing and value yep. and time and selling in, in those two. I'm huge on that. Yeah. Someone says a stable income. So I don't know what that means, whether it's too stable or not stable enough. Uh, then the first one that I really like that I'm like, correct answer is myself. Mm-hmm. So there we know. There we go. Like we know that that is usually what's getting in our way. It's usually that person in the mirror. 
Uh, time. I feel like I never have enough of it as a s- working single mum of a busy two-year-old. Yeah, of course. Like, of course, you're going to feel like that. There's, like, there needs to be a course for how mothers but, can, uh, if they want to, can do like can break the back of this. Can someone yeah, sort that out? Please? We talk about seasons and stuff, though. Mm. And if you've got a two-year-old, it's okay. It's also okay for you not to be making your million dollars this year because you're looking after your two-year-old. Yeah, like you're going to have a time when that kid's going to get more independent. Um, because I've got so much experience in this place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but thanks, yeah, um, <laughs> same here. But like, yeah, like you can probably think about it more on like a thirty-year time frame. Well, maybe like this: instead of thinking I'm not doing enough as as the mum, I'm not doing enough for financial freedom or whatever. Mm. Like Mikey says, thirty-year time frame. Who's got a thirty-year time frame? The child. Mm. Why not? Let's put some time into, you know what, I'm going to set up a Sharesies account for my child mm. and I'm going to try and find a way to invest $10 a week for them or set up KiwiSaver or something that they're, yeah. they're going to be able to get their first home. And in the moment, you're going to feel like, okay, this isn't like great, but you're going to be taking some form of action. And when that child turns 18 or goes to buy their first home, they're going to be like, wow, mm. you know, what you did for me back then, mum, that's completely changed my life. And you're probably going to appreciate that more than... You know, thinking, oh, I just need to try and make an extra $1,800 or save $500 myself mm. this year, which isn't probably going to mean anything to you. Yeah. Bingo. Another solution. Okay. Uh, myself from someone else and then kids from someone else. Myself. Sorting that shit out now, though. Yeah. Get after it. Uh, fear of the unknown. That's a goodie. Yeah, that's true. Being stuck, you know, yeah. being like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. It's probably the my. It was probably my biggest barrier for everything, and then... Eventually, uh, you know, you just cross over into the unknown and you're like, ah, oh, it's okay in here. Yeah, Let's it keep is. going. And then you, your mind's like, and it blows up and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you're like, yeah, you open all these different doors and you're like, holy shit, you almost want to shut them because yeah. you're like, fuck, I don't know if I wanted to see that, you know. Is, is that, you know, I was thinking this big, but now over that door, it's way bigger. Should I be thinking bigger than that? So at some stage, you've got to break that fear of the unknown and Action is the antidote to anxiety, right? Yeah. So if you're scared of something, I always just think like you've got to run into it, like run into the fear and mm. get closer to it. Just get a little bit closer to it to feel to feel it and then get a bit more comfortable with it. And there's a good uh, Jordan Peterson clip uh, where he's explaining, trying to help someone who's got a fear of lifts. Mm. And he's like, just the first step is to go stand by the lift when the doors are open. That's all you've got to do. Mm. It's not like, all right, like right, let's just break through it and see if we can go through the lift. It's basically just get closer to the thing you're scared of to just get a bit more familiar with it. So there could be, yeah, a yeah, way that you could do that. It is, man. Next person says, inflation and interest rates, every pay rise or salary increase getting eaten up immediately. Yeah. Uh, my so send that one to uh, adrian.or at rbnz.com. <laughs> <laughs> my... my Work inbox is starting to see quite a bit more of this stuff now. Like, it's yeah. very noticeable. And what are they asking for your help, or what are they saying? Yeah, just, just solutions, if there's any solutions. So, I'll just... Oh, should we do a mortgage pod? Yeah, we'll do it separately. Eh? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll cover it off next. But yeah, there's a bit of that round, unfortunately. And the answer is always earn more money. Every time. Gus says, myself. Uh, someone says, regular check-ins, i.e. month-end, old habits, autopilot, etc. Okay, old habits... Autopilot, etc. Anyway, not enough hours in the day. Well, then you've got to figure out how to get time back into your day. So mm. go through a week and track it for More efficiency and productivity. Yeah, first thing you do, stop going to the supermarket. There yeah, you go. Stop. You save forty minutes. Stop having to walk in to pay for your fuel. Yep. Check out your phone screen time to see where you are spending your time. 
Instagram, Facebook, all yep. that shit. Try and decrease the amount of time that you're doing on those. There's uh, like every single one of the 8 billion bodies on this planet have the same amount of time in a day. Mm. And everyone has a different way of using it and some are better than others. So yep. just have a look. Yeah. Think about it. Like think about what there is you can improve on because you can cut a lot of shit out. Like, Heaps. I yeah. go through this all the time, and then I'm like, oh, slipping back to some fucking old stupid shit. Mate, I'm, I'm sick. Like, the <laughs> other day, I was uh, doing, like, at the moment, I don't fold my socks. I don't put them together. I'm just like, oh, I'll just do that when I need them on the day. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to fold the washing, so I just put it all into my sock drawer, and then I just get the two. <laughs> and most of my socks are quite similar. So, you know, like, I'm look, that's fucking micro, like, weird. Yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, so on my keys here, I've got a garage door opener. Yeah. But when I'm in my seat, because I've got racing seats, it, it locks the keys in my pocket. Uh. And then when I get into the driveway, I have to stop, move oh, my fat sorry. ass, put my hand in the pocket and get it out. So when I put my keys in my pocket, I leave that dangling out the side so I can just click it and go. Smart. Sicko micro shit, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but your mind starts finding more of these things. I did a podcast called My Productivity Hack. For that, you might not like all of them. But honestly, when you start looking for more time, you find it and yeah. you become a weirdo like Mikey and I. <laughs> and, and the downside to it is that you get really frustrated by the way that other people live. Mm. So when the light goes green and they stay there for 10 seconds, you you like, fucking go! Yeah. <laughs> so you have to be careful how far you push this as well. Someone says instant gratification. That's yeah, good. Yeah, massive one, yep. That's a smack in the face type emoji. Childcare and rent being too explored, it must mean too expensive, expensive. to make working full-time a variable option or part-time. Yep, we've gone through, well, we understand that one. Lack of financial discipline or discipline in general. Brilliant. That's a good one. You know, like at least you're aware of that. So then you've got to build in ways to become Mm. more disciplined. And how you build discipline isn't by just all of a sudden saving 40% of your income and, and, you know, doing the shit that sometimes I talk about to stack 100 grand. It's literally going, I'm going to close every loop that I start. So what that means is if you put the washing on, the closed loop is that the washing gets hung out. Mm-hmm. it's not just like oh I got half of the job done so you've got to build in discipline in different areas of your life so that it then flows on to other areas and doing the things you say you're going to do tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym and you go to the gym so then you can trust yourself and you start to build that up but that's not what you think discipline is we're always looking for these crazy things where yeah, it's like nah. oh discipline's yeah. doing it when you don't want to yeah that's it yeah. and and, and when you get better at it, you start to know when you don't want to do things and then you're like, fuck you, I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, it, it reminds you to trigger yourself. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, I think uh, discipline, man, it's a hard skill, but it is something you can build and by by continuing to try it out and remind yourself and play games with yourself um, and then, yeah, putting it into practice. But yeah, doing, doing like the gym's a great example or... Like, I don't know, maybe if I decided I'm like, right, I need to, I need to save five bucks a day, I'd be like, no more coffee. Yeah, nice. You know, like that'd be, a, that'd be yeah. a hard one for me to do, but yeah. it would be because I'd want coffee so bad on Monday morning that I'd have to be like, nah, mm. nah. And no matter how bad you want it, the discipline is the thing that forces you to, you know, not do yeah. it. And taking that a step further, you might then, you're like, okay, you don't want to rely on yourself to put $5 aside each day. So what you do is you set up an automatic payment from account A to B or to Shearsies or whatever you're doing. 
and it goes out every day, $5. Mm-hmm. But then, inevitably, you're going to get to the period where you don't have the money and it can't come out. So then, instead of you going, oh, well, I tried that for a bit, that didn't work, you start to tally all the days you can't do it. Then you get paid again, and then you're back into the cycle. But you know that you're five days behind. And so, you tally that up, and you tally it up, and then eventually, at the end of the year, you get a bonus, or you get your Christmas money or whatever, and it's like, sweet, I just got given uh, $100, and you're like, cool. There's the 20 days, bang, straight in the same account. Yeah. Because the discipline teaches you that you're going to achieve what you were trying to do. So it's a goodie. You've got to learn discipline. Like it's yeah, a, it's a it's thing a, you can learn and, and play with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, well, I didn't get taught that. Fucking learn it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> get back to the army, Kimmy's, you dickhead. My mind, well, that's always yeah. good when you're aware that your mind is your, your limitation. That's good, though. Like when your mind's your limitation, oh, when you can unlock it, mm, you're laughing. No limits. Uh, I'm very black and white, so breaking free from the nine to five salary is the only way mindset is proving to be hard. Oh, I see. So they think that the nine to five mindset is the only way, and breaking away from that uh, is proving to be hard. Well, what I would do if I were you is I would search the New Zealand rich list, and I would go and have a look at all of those people that have achieved a lot of financial growth and see how many of those have done that via a nine to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. And by the way, I oh, know this is this is now kind of guessing that they wanted to get into business or something, but you're probably going to have to work nine to nine. I was just about <laughs> to say, come be a mortgage broker, you can do eight till ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, it, like if you believe nine to five is the only way, or is the way that you want to go on, that's the path. That's completely sweet as well. We're not mm. here to tell people what they should or shouldn't be doing, but that's what we do a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but figure out what, where that gets you. Where does that path take you? And then what are you doing with that? Nothing is easier than working out your projection if you've got a salaried role. Mm. You can literally work out your salaried role. You can go and play with a KiwiSaver calculator, a savings calculator, a mortgage calculator, and a S&P 500 average return calculator. And you can legit figure out almost down to like 100 grand what you're going to be worth at 65. Yeah. I can't do that. I have to build a picture in my head of what I want and then go create it. Mm. It's very different for a PAYE employee. So, yeah, do it. Nice. This person says, my kids, jokes, sort of, no. It's mostly my self-limiting brain. (laughs) (laughs) So they know that it's their kids deep down that they're like, fuck. But, you know, they know that they want to take some ownership of it. The next person says, it feels hard to get ahead. I make more but then got to pay bigger bills like shopping, mortgage, etc. That's, again, Mm. we'll do a poll on that. Someone says, me, well done. I haven't found a goal I'm excited about. And that's okay. Sometimes it takes some time. That's an interesting one, yeah. I had to really think about my ones because I was pretty comfortable. Yep. Not like, uh, not broke, broke. Not, definitely not rich. Um, but I knew that something was missing and it took me a while, eh? And I actually had to, it probably took me like three months of going back to paper and just adding things to it. Nice. I was thinking about what I wanted at a certain age and it took me a long time. And then mm. once I've done it, even since then, a few things have actually changed. So it's actually a moving thing. But yeah, it's definitely something that can... Fuck, man, I don't think I knew what I wanted to do until, like, as a, be a mortgage broker until, like, the day one I started being a mortgage broker. And you're like, well, this is it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. My, my uh, warning would be if you don't have a goal, just be careful, like, how long you do that for because it's really good to have things that pull us into the future. Yeah, you do want to find direction. Yeah, and it might even just be temporarily it's your career or something that's, yeah. you're like, oh, I don't have a goal to have a big house or a car like other people or whatever. That's yeah. all good, but try and have things that pull you 
forward because you may just lose years where you're sort of stagnant yeah. and then you look back and go, oh shit, in that period I should have probably been doing a bit more learning or trying to figure out how I could have got to that role ahead of where I am at the moment or, or whatever. Uh, the next person says confidence and being an introvert. Now, confidence is the same thing. You've got to learn that skill, right? You've got to go out and practice it. Mm. So if you're an introvert, here's a tactic for you. The next taxi you catch, the next Uber you catch, every time you're with a stranger and you're in a safe space, try and talk to them. Again, it's like the same thing as getting close to the to the lift that you're scared of. Get closer to it. Practice. I've got a tip on this. Use humour. Nice. Yeah. Like, try and do some funny shit. Because nothing gets two people more in the present like laughing. Yep. And it's a great thing. I think it's really underrated, and I think, uh, yeah, introverts um, can often be funny people that don't use their humour. Yep. So get it out and use it. Use it in the Uber. Nice. Yeah. I Whenever I get an Uber, like, I say to him, it says 23 minutes on your GPS. If you can beat it, I'll double the bill in cash. Really? Just take the piss, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've had a couple of guys accept it, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You know, um, it's... It's a good point. So you, you you build a process that you can go through so that you feel more confident in. Yeah. And th- yeah, you go. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, I've actually watched a few people I know recently go from not confident to confident, and it's a really enjoyable thing to see. Yeah. Um, it's literally I, life-changing. Yeah, I really like it. And um, a couple of things is trusting themselves to, to know what they know. So that means like basically if you are an electrician, for example, um, and you've been doing it for 10 years, like trust me, if you've been doing it for 10 years and doing it pretty good and you're an introvert, you are pretty good. You're allowed to, you're allowed to talk to people and advise on when they're asking you about their electrical problems. If I'm just using this as an yeah, example. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because yeah. people don't know. People mm. have done zero. So you... Having a bit of a knowledge base really helps with your confidence. Um, I find I get into like patches of being an introvert when I'm in a conversation and I don't like talking when I've got no idea. Oh, mate. I, if, I, if I've got no idea what the fuck's going on, I don't feel confident at all and I'm like zipped. It, and so what that is, it's a capability. So this is where people confuse. So, you know, you say like, oh, I go introverted. Basically, you're just then going, oh, I don't feel confident to speak about this because you know that you don't have the capability. Yeah. And that, that's normal. So two reasons that people will leave jobs is because they don't have the tools that they need to do the job. Or secondly, they don't actually know how to do it, so they don't have the capability. But then we'll default into like, oh, this role's not for me. Um, oh, you know, actually, it was different to what I thought it was going to be. But often when people don't know what they need to be doing because we haven't taught them or they don't have the capability, then all their confidence goes mm. and they like withdraw and find all this shit. But if you're going to put a label on yourself, like I'm an introvert, cool. You've obviously done some study to figure out that you are an introvert and you've defined what that is because I think I'm both and then I said, and then I heard that there's a term for people that are both and people are like, bro, you're not, you're fucking extroverted like to the max. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But, but I'm not going to put one of those labels on me. I'm like, I'm going to lean on both because sometimes I want to be an introvert so I'm like, see you later. I'm not coming into the office. I'm just pumping out shit mm. and then other times I'm up speaking in front of people. Is that an introvert? Well, 
some people would define that as yeah. like, oh, you always stay at home. I'd or whatever. be a bit of that too then. Yeah. Or but I'm going to the library for eight hours. I don't want like, why are you talk, trying to talk to me? Just let me. Yeah. So what I mean is those are two words, but everyone's going to define them differently. But if you think you're an extrovert or an introvert and you think there's a problem with that or that's getting in your way, or well, hang on, ownership teaches us where well, we go and learn. Mm. You can't be the only introvert to have got and achieved what you want to achieve. So go and figure out what are the things that you know you need to do. And one of the easiest things when you're introverted to do is to read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People because it will teach you how to have conversations with people and the fundamentals of that. Mm. And very simply, basically, you can you can build your own framework. So say you're nervous by other people when you confuse that for being an introvert, uh, whereas an introvert would say to you, well, actually, no, when I'm with other people, I'm drained. I need to go home and have a sleep to try and build my energy back up. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds really introverted. When, compared to someone that's like, oh, I get nervous when I have to talk to other people. It's like, that doesn't fucking make you an introvert. Nah. But it means that you don't have a framework for how to co- have a conversation with a stranger. Yeah. So you might want to start with, who are you? What do you do? How long have you been doing that for? And bang, you've lost half an hour because you're making it all about them and they're telling you about their life and you're just listening. So it's easy to lean yeah. on. The, the funny thing about that kind of stuff is there actually is framework that you can use. Yeah, and yeah. you've got to like, find your own. Like You've yeah, got yeah. your, okay, Uber, bang, you'll start with humor and do yeah. that, right? But you've learned that. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll get into a lift and I'll like smile at them and try and figure out, can I yarn with them? Yeah. I think there's nothing more awkward than standing in a lift and everyone's like, don't make eye contact, don't say anything. Yeah. But sometimes that happens as well. And I'm not like, oh, today I'm introvert. I'm just like, that is an awkward <laughs> lift ride. Yeah. Get on with it. I'm not like, oh, damn it, that lift ride made me feel introverted. Oh, you know what? I'm probably not going to achieve my financial goals. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So be very careful with these society-type labels that yeah. we like to grab onto and be yeah, like, oh. And also, if you research introverts, they're actually, I think, statistically more likely to be f- successful. Probably because they're and good be at focusing le- and not being distracted. Yeah, <laughs> and, and be leaders and all sorts of shit. So actually look into that. Uh, fear of the unknown and needing to pay a mortgage whilst wanting to start my own business. Mm, sell the house, mate. Easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, can you do both? Can you start slowly and build it up and mm. transition over? But you have to really think about that, eh? Because me personally, I had to get rid of a bit of my mortgage debt for... Not when I look back, I could have easily kept it my yeah. rental or whatever, keep my house. I could have when I look back at the figures and stuff, but I have zero regrets doing it because mm. it gave me the ability. I, I felt less financial pressure, which means I could take more risk. Yeah, that was what happened for me. It's a really hard thing to explain because on paper it doesn't look like it was worth it, mm. um, but I would never trade it for anything because of the way I think now, thanks to it. Nice, yeah, I think the. It's so hard for people to let go of a property that they've worked so hard to buy right to then Mm. start a business to then think, is this actually going to succeed? And if it doesn't, then you're going to be like, well, why did I do all of that? And you're going to have regret and stuff. So I I can see... (laughs) It's the the old saying, man, like a really good business will buy you whatever house you want, but a house won't get you your business going. Beautiful. This next one's really good. Uh, Negative self-talk, not believing I can do it. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit similar to the confidence in being an introvert. But okay... Same thing. If you can identify that you talk to yourself negatively, I would like to, one, punch you uh, categorically, I think the term (laughs) is, through this podcast and say, fucking stop doing that. (laughs) There's some easy words. I can, I will, I must. And again, you've got to build a framework. and You've you've practiced this, eh? Yeah. Writing it down and shit. Yep. Yeah. And and being, like, often negative self-talk actually is, 
about rejection and being scared that mm. you'll get shit wrong. I I didn't do any of like the writing down and using the I will and all that kind of stuff, but I used the when I had a fear of rejection, I used the fear of what the other outcome was if I didn't do it to fire me up. So, nice. you know, um if I <laughs> if I was going to get rejected by someone at an open home to talk to, um, I, I had that in my mind, so I was like, oh, I'll wait for them to come to me. Yeah. And then the fear is, is that, like, what if I did a full weekend of open homes and no one talked to me and I didn't get a loan and I wasted the weekend? Mm. And then my business would collapse, you know? Like, I'd nice. scare myself that way and be like, right, g'day, how are you? Yeah. What's <laughs> the, if you want to get into gear, get your ass into gear, be use fear? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? From earlier? Nothing gets your ass into gear like a bit of fear. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I'm really big on this sort of stuff because – Often it'll be women that will message and say, oh, I struggle with negative self-talk. And I'm like, and then I, they'll say, oh, this is a woman thing. I'm like, no, it's not. It's definitely not. What do you think this all this men's mental health shit's all about? Yeah, fucking look how negative men can be. Yeah. So what you want to do if it's you've got... It's a human thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's how our brains are, right? So you want to write down all of the things that you say that are negative. And then you want to go through and be like, is this true? And then maybe someone that you're really close with, ask them, hey, do you think that I'm ugly? Do you think I'm not good enough? Do you think that I'm not very good at my job? Do you think that I could never get that next role up? And they're going to be like, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? What the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm. Like, they're going to want you to succeed. And yeah. that's what we do as humans. So you want to find people that you can be around like that. But then you also what you want to do is just take all of those things. And so you might say, uh, um, I'm ugly, for instance. And then you want to turn that into like, I'm beautiful. And you just flip the whole thing. And you write the same thing like, uh, I'm not good enough. Mm. I'm good enough and I know that I am. And you just basically turn every negative into a positive. <laughs> so funny. My brain does the opposite, eh? My brain goes, I'm ugly, yeah. I'm, who cares? I'm, yeah, and then I get down the bottom, I'm like, who gives a fuck then? Yeah, it's carry wrong. on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, you've got into like ultimate self-confidence of kind of, I don't care what people think and stuff, right? But I reckon this is kind of the first step to then realise yeah. that when you can turn some of it around by simply reminding yourself that your brain's just been a piece of shit to you and like trying to pull you back mm. then you start to like better it and then you realize that oh people aren't saying any of that stuff anyway so you know why am i that's true and it and like yeah you're and not important enough for people to say that shit about you anyway no. they don't and care they've yeah. got their own shit going on yeah everyone if you have things and thoughts and this kind of stuff going on in your mind guess what yeah, Everyone does. fucking does. Yeah. So they don't care about your shit that you've got going on because they got their own. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter if they're rich, poor, everyone's got fucking problems they got to deal with. Yeah. It's just, they might be the same as yours, they might be different, but they don't care about yours because they got their own. Yeah. Yeah. I'll share it. Like a quick story for me from recently doing the Punters Club, right? Where it got to the scale where it was a million dollars that we were betting with. And it's, for me, I'm like, fuck, that's a lot of money, that's a lot of people. And then I step into it and I'm like, man, this is um, this is like Dan Carter from the sideline, Richie McCaw going, oh, yeah, this is what we train our whole lives for, to be in these environments. And I said to Taz on the day of, I was like, fuck, I'm about to roll into a position where 15,000 people are going to be able to point at me and go, he fucked that up. And I'm like, I hope that ain't what happens. <laughs> and I'm not planning on that happening, but I have to accept that that is my downside. There's a possibility, yeah. Yeah, and we lost half the cash. And so people can technically be like, well, nah, not again for me, mate. Like, you got that wrong. But you can't let the downside of failure in front of other people then be the determinant of whether you are confident, 
whether you're worthy, like no. all of that stuff. It's just one data point that was a failure. Like what that's one fail doesn't make you a failure. No. So when you say stupid shit to yourself like I'm not good enough, uh, I'm not good enough to get that next role. Okay, what data do you have to actually back mm. that up? Because it's literally just your brain. Unless you get 10 people at your office telling you, hey, you actually suck at this, you should move on to another job. Yeah. Like I did when I was in Audit New Zealand. They were like, fuck, mate. Get this out thing, of here. Yeah. You know, and then you, you're like, great, this is now feedback that I need to, to move over. But That's the key with failure, I think. Like You hear all the, all the big boys and stuff when you see their content rolling out talking about how failure is important. And I think... It is only if you use it as a source of education. Yeah. Like for me, failure is when a client tells me they had trouble with something, you know, getting this bank statement or something because I'm like, fuck, I hate it. I know that the only way that I continue to grow is if everyone keeps saying good things about me and more people use me. Mm. So when that happens, I'm like, fuck, that's a, that's a failure. That's a negative point. But then I go, okay, must learn from failure make sure you put something into your process so that doesn't happen to another person. Yeah. Can't change that one. That one's done. Mm. That one's gone. And, you know, uh, and I will make a bigger point about it in my head than the client was making about it to me. Yeah. That's just the way I'm wired, unfortunately, but I have to learn and educate myself and be like, right, next time, next person doesn't have that scenario happen. Yeah. You just put something in place to prevent it. And over time, you end up building a, not bulletproof, but pretty good system in whatever you're doing. And then, of course, you're going to be confident. Yes. Because if you're, having, proved a, it. If you're having a good day or a bad day, shit keeps rolling. Mm. And then you can be having a bad day, and then I'll get a call or an email saying, thank you so much. And I can just have a fucking shocking day doing something, you know. And then it's like, ah, oh, fuck, that's right. I put all this effort in from all the failures I made and learned from. Yeah. And fucking put this in place. And then everyone just, they don't know I'm having a bad day. Mm. They're just like, fuck, this is cool. Mikey's awesome. And they went to two different mortgage advisors, for instance, and then you did it a completely different way to that one, and they're like, whoa, that's yeah. completely different. And it's, yeah, because there's 18 failures that you've then turned into better processes that, or like fail points or data points that you've then corrected. Yeah. And that's the same thing when we think negatively, then we've got to go, how do I tidy this up? It's literally your brain giving you feedback that you've got an area you it's can tidy up. It's Yeah. It's telling you. Yeah. It's like, here you go, you idiot. Yeah, the, the market's like, telling you that you made a fucking mess here. Learn from it and don't do it again. Mm. That's what a failure is. Yeah, yeah. You just have to make sure that it's not like a, a life or death one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or like not real that can't actually be yeah, backed yeah. up. So you're like, oh, you know, like I'm I'm not good enough to get that role, therefore I won't apply. Like, mm. like, hang on, where'd that come from? Oh, yeah. my brain. Oh, well, <laughs> what's your brain really good at doing? Keeping you in your comfort zone. Yeah. Making sure that you don't get out of that because you might feel rejected. Oh, yeah, good. Now that I know that, I probably should put my fucking job application <laughs> in and do it. Okay. <laughs> so whoever this person is, get. But I just we're on this for a bit because we know that there'll be people struggling with this, and I see this all the time with clients yeah. and, and different people, but. Again, one of the things that I did, I just recorded uh, a lot of the things that I would say to myself, and then I just jack it into my brain. It's just be like, you're strong, you're powerful, you can overcome problems, you've done it before, you take ownership for things, and I would just write down, mm. uh, like you face your, your, you know, you can adapt to tough situations, and you know you'll find a solution. Like write down the things that you know you can actually do. And then just remind your brain of those things so that when a problem comes into your life and you're like, oh my God, this is a buzzy problem. I've never dealt with this before. Your brain kicks in and it's like, I, I like um, new problems. I know that in the past I've solved them. I'll do that every time they pop up. And then you default into that and you're like, cool, know what I need to do. Oh, I need to solve the problem. Mm. 
So take this negative self-talk and tell it this is the last year. <laughs> Wanting to be at home with my babies, smack my face emoji again. Uh, obviously, that's fair enough. Someone says, not having goals. Well, we've touched on that. And yep. that's, that's why it's good to have them, right? Me, on my own roadblock, good on you. Last one, giving kids opportunities. Their sport costs a lot. Will we re-regret this? I hope not, but am unsure. Okay, from two lads that don't have children, I would say no. You will not regret giving your kids opportunities to play sports that they may not even like. At yeah, least man. they're going to know. I think about my parents sometimes, and I played soccer, baseball, cricket, golf, tennis. Karate. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. And I, I think about it, I was like, fuck, that must have been a hell of an experience. And yeah. I do none of them now. Mm. <laughs> um. But yeah, you learn lessons in sport and shit, eh? Oh, massively. Competition is very healthy for you because you don't want to be a little socialist. And <laughs> capitalism is competition and you want to be understanding that markets rule everything and they teach you how to win and lose. And if to win, you have to be valuable to the team or good at what you do. Yeah. And it's just like anything else in life, whether you're trying to get a girlfriend, that's a market. Whether you're trying to win a sports game, that's a market. Whether you're in business, that's a market. Whether you're trying to get a pay rise, market. Mm. Everything is based around this stuff. And I just don't think you'll ever regret giving your kids more sport. Yeah, nice. The things that they can learn at the right. Like mum used to drive me to football or come to pick me up after practice. She'd have to then leave Danny Burke to drive to Palmerston North to come and get me. There was no fucking way I was going to be going on to play for the All Whites or nothing. But, <laughs> you know, they'd commit time and money to ensure that I had the uniform and all those things. Mm. And now, looking back, like, at the time, I was just playing footy and playing with my mates and stuff. But I was probably, I, like, I was learning social skills and stuff. And then I went on to carry on playing soccer. And I was good enough that I could play on a Saturday, hang out with all those people, build great connections. I still catch up with them. And then I had lessons about, okay, I'm not actually very good at this. I need to try and get better. Uh, I Actually, I, I can't get better um, naturally or technically and stuff. So I'm like, what can I get better at? Oh, it seems like I'm way fitter than most of these people. Maybe I should just put some effort into that. That will keep me in the team. And so then I'm like going through a journey of learning these things. Mm. And I guess I will never know that if mum uh, and my parents didn't put all that time into my football and trying to help me and dad would take me down to the park as well and I'd have shots at him and stuff and I don't know, like if they didn't do those things, potentially then I didn't play soccer as I got older and then learn those lessons of fuck, I'll just outwork these people with fitness yeah. and I've taken those lessons and put them into business. I think it's really important and I think also like sport is, <clears throat> when you look at it in the big games and stuff, it's a, it is a competition and if the league that the kids are playing and are get up getting participation awards and shit, on the drive home, throw them out the fucking window and teach them a lesson, eh? Cause yeah, listen. if you lose, you're a loser. So it's important that sport is protected at all costs by with winning and losing. It's so important. Mikey, it just sounds so horrible. It's such a horrible <laughs> way to... But, like, I, I'm, I'm serious, man. Like, you cannot teach you, sport and be like, there's no winners and losers. Big fuck that. I know that some people will object to that and they'll say, that's unfair, blah, blah, blah. But then, okay, so do you then not watch the Olympics, those people? Because that's what they do at the Olympics. Or the All Blacks or... Yeah. Like, what, know, what happens when, yeah, do you go home and tell your kids, like, oh, well, the All Blacks didn't really lose, guys. Just to let you know, they didn't really lose because mm. they did the haka really well and they did participate out there. And Yeah, but Richie Mwanga made 10 mistakes, Dad. Oh, look, 
he could have made 20, though, you know, and he <laughs> gave it a good crack, and he was he was the fair player out there today. Like, seriously? I, I think, naturally, we're quite competitive as humans, right? Like, surely. It's natural. It's natural to have be competition and win and lose and things like that. I mean, I get why um, parents want to try and protect their kids and, like, do that stuff, but eventually, you step into the real world and you get, bang, smacked in the face by someone that's yeah, been raised to be competitive, roll, like. and you're like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, you... You're a little smart ass and, and you get away with that because, you know, you can't touch people and all that stuff. And then you roll into someone else's neighborhood or you're out at uni for your first beer when you're 18 and you chirp at some dude and he's just like, bang, smack. Sorry, mate. That's how we rolled it. Like, And you're like, whoa, hang on. Hey, you can't do that because that's not how the world works. So like, oh, this is how the world works for me. And this is where you get those lessons of, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, wow. I need to be, you know, a little bit more open to how yeah, things really yeah. are. And much like my first role where it was like, I'm clearly not going to progress through it because I just flat out wasn't good enough at it or didn't care about it enough to try and get good at it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one, eh? One of one of my drivers is probably not being good enough at certain things, eh? Oh, so you, you know? need to try and get better at them? Yeah, like yeah. I'd, I'd be like, hmm, fuck, I lost that. Or even I'd move from like sport to sport after I'd done it for a while and couldn't get any better. I'm like, I keep losing here. I'm going to try something else. And then eventually I ended up in fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm exactly um, the same. Seriously, so. it's not a, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is what Money Mail was about on the podcast when I recorded it rather than the written version. I explained how I went through all the different jobs and then I went through the different sports and stuff. And I thought I would just get better at league and I just become a league player. I'd never played league. And mm. then I realised uh, I'm a scrawny white boy that's not very good at the sport <laughs> and haven't even played it. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'll just get better at soccer then and go play for the All Whites. And I realised I suck at that too. <laughs> but then I was l- taking the lessons from those things and being like, oh, well, actually I can probably get good at content and social you media. Find your strength and yeah, your way. and business and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is cool. I can now find my sport that I'm playing. I was trying to play it on a sport field. It didn't want me on it. It's yeah. like, fuck, you're an idiot, mate. You're going to get run over by some 180-kilo dude. It's going to pick me up and carry me and just dunk me over the league post anyway. Okay, mate, some good stuff in there about what's getting in the way of people's financial success. As always, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be very careful of what we let ourselves hold on to. And as I say that, I just see a picture in my phone of the great Aaron Walsh holding this trophy. And it's Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, and they, they're going very well in the Six Nations at the moment. And he's over there helping them with their mindset around mm. what they what's actually possible and, and believing. So you need to remember when you're struggling with these things that you think are in your way, that there's professional sports teams that are international that are spending money to fly yeah. people from New Zealand. I've actually used, used some of Walsh's stuff. I remember you telling me about that one with the... Um, BGP stuff about how you're like fearful of the result mm. and I've sort of done a bit of practice on that just in <laughs> sounds weird and, and lots of different things that might be close might be far away like I've put into scenarios in my head of like a family member dying and how I'd handle that and yep. everything man like I went right through that whole thought process to remove a little bit of shit if it happens you know yeah I mean, it sounds I, weird but I've like in I my head I've played out every scenario mm-hmm. and now I kind of it's weirdly freeing because you feel like you're kind of ready for anything yeah I know what you mean mate I do the same thing sometimes I start crying and I'm like fuck I could probably dial this dial this scenario back a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, everyone all good. Yeah. 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 Um, But but it's also, you can use it if we go back to that person that's like introverted and we talk about the Uber. So what you do if you're trying to 
practice becoming a bit more comfortable with talking to other people, when you get into that Uber, you've already thought in your head, okay, the Uber's three minutes out, how do I want to act when I get in here? Mm. And then you start to scenario play these things so that when you step into the environment, you've got it. You're, you've already been in there because you've been in there in your head. And so you're like, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is it's a beautiful day. How many trips have you done today? And then you open the door, you sit down, and then you say, it's a beautiful day. How many trips have you done today? Yeah. And then bang, you might be on a five-minute conversation about all the different trips they've done. And you actually did all the work before you got in there. Yeah. So you're not like, oh, I've got to get in this Uber and I don't know, you know, like what I should say. You figured it out. Yep. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Walshy. Life coaches, eh? Yeah. There's some life coaching <laughs> over here. 50 to take us back out. If you haven't already, please drop a five-star review on this podcast. It would mean a lot. We're going past 600 of them. Want to try and get to 1,000 by the end of 2023. Going to need your help to do it. Please leave a review. You know you're acting like you're down now. You know you're acting like you're down now. You know you're